This is a HeadGum Podcast. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. There you are, traveler. Come inside, hang up your coat, put your feet by the fire, and I shall bring you what you so desperately seek. Rude tales of magic. When we last left off, our heroes were celebrating their safe passage to the other side of Thirsty Falls, a colossal canyon full of falling debris caught in an endless looping deathfall. Although the only known bridge connecting the two sides of the canyon had crumbled, everybody but the Shish Kebab Express and one of the scorpions had made it to the other side by the skin of their teeth. Having just pulled off the rescue of the century, Cordelia embraces Ivan, Stirfry, and Albie in a bear hug as Bello and Frederick look on. As Cordelia leans all her weight back, counterbalancing the fall and easily snapping everybody up to her. And I collect them all in a hug. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi. Thank you. Oh. <sighs> Wow. Well. Ooh, I'm, I'm so glad. We're okay. I really wasn't sure you were going to make it. Albie uh, will not let go of Cordelia. Yeah, she's not trying. She's not trying to be let go of. Um, to Bonesby, what should we do about the Shish Kebab Express? It will have to go its own way, I suppose. Perhaps another driver will find it, or perhaps... The very goblins that create it may find their own freedom and detach from one another, live their own lives. But... Do you you think that's likely? No, no, I have a feeling it'll probably just sit there until it dies of starvation or, um, I don't know, a really smart warthog or some other desert creature figures out how to drive it. At this, a terrible reptilian skeleton, almost 100 feet long with a serpentine neck, begins to move oddly. It almost seems blown about by an uncanny, localized errant breeze until its small, crested head cranes around to look at the party with the familiar spark in its empty eye sockets. Expertly, it pushes off of the smaller skeletons falling down around it to propel itself forward. There's no time to react, as this bone leviathan of the sky pilots itself towards you. Its jaw unhinges to gloat. You have defeated nothing, and yet you celebrate two feet from the edge of your doom, fools! As it wraps its prehensile neck around Cordelia and pulls you back into the canyon with an infernal vigor. (gasps) Cordelia, make a strength saving throw. I got a critical fail. Albie is clinging to her. Albie is clinging to Cordelia, which means that she is also pulled with Cordelia. 
Ivan and Stir Fry are all pulled with Cordelia into Thirsty Falls. You, uh, the, the, the neck wraps all the way around you, Cordelia, and it pulls you. As it pulls you, though, the skeleton hits the edge. Uh, it shatters, but the momentum is enough to pull you into the falls. The four of you, Cordelia, Albie, Ivan, and Stir Fry, find yourselves in free fall. Okay, okay, now, just all of you, hold, I'm going to, uh, DeBonesby's like trying to make a full sentence as they continually pass by again and again and again. Ah. Now, the rest of you, Albie, Cordelia, Stir Fry, and Ivan, you are all going to, uh, you find yourselves in free fall, and pretty quickly, within uh, about 10 or so seconds, you find yourselves falling to the bottom of the falls, the bottom of the gorge, the bottom of the canyon, and rather than hit the ground, the moment of impact, um, you pass cleanly through it, and you find yourselves, again, 200 feet above the top of the canyon, and you begin to fall down. Brenton, uh, is it fun? That is, a, I've just described what it is. Right. It's up to you if you like it or not. Albie, uh, uh, trying not to panic, she she grips Cordelia by the hand and remembering what the monster did just seconds ago, what the demon did just seconds ago, jumping from debris element to debris element to get to the cliff, she's going to do the same thing and she's going to try and um, throw her weight towards one of the falling uh, rocks. You try to do this, and uh, you find it extremely difficult to uh, create any sort of momentum other than the downward momentum of the free fall that you're in. Uh, you can do it a little bit, but all you manage to do is get hit by one of the rocks. Ow! Um, so Albie is just, like, wincing and, like, holding her... I don't know why I imagine she got hit in the face. <laughs> Jeez. No, I think that's good. She's, yeah, she's holding her face as she, like, falls. Albie! Um, Branson, how... Branson, how far from the edge are my friends? They were about two feet from the edge, and they got pulled in. And right. Servant used the momentum of the pull to throw them. They're probably about 10 to 15 feet from the edge now. Bello is going to pull... Um, Bello's going to pull 50 feet of of rope from his explorer's pack. Atta boy! Oh, what a good prepared boy! It, what I'm doing is good, I think, but you're making it yes. feel bad, DeBonesby. Yes, Stop calling me I'm a good boy. I'm complimenting you. Well, well preparedness. Bello's going to tie a lasso and try to catch a friend. I'm so sorry. I am genuinely impressed that you are literally prepared for this precise scenario. He's a good prepared boy. I'm not prepared for this precise scenario. A rope is useful in a lot of situations. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Um, Bellow's going to swing his lasso and try and aim for one of his passing friends. As he does, he's also going to yell out, Ivan, turn into a bat! Fantastic. You need to pick which of the friends you're going to be aiming for here. Bello, Bello will try to catch Albie. Fucking hell yeah. Nice. 
That would be a 19. You look good as shit doing this. The the, the the lasso, it sort of like catches the sun and uh, the screen, as we like film the lasso, you see those like little dots of sunlight sort of as it like, mm-hmm. oh, the camera's panning around and the lasso, you throw it forward. You manage to catch Albie. And Albie, who has already at this point reached terminal velocity, pulls you hard. You need to make a strength saving throw. That's another 19, baby. Okay, you make a 19, which is going to do pretty good. However, there is only dirt and dust under your feet, so you are going to be pulled forward uh, just a little bit to the edge of the cliff. And unfortunately, Albie, for you, this is going to pull you down uh, hard, so you're going to hit the side of the cliff. You are going to take one damage, and you are going to bust right the fuck out of that rope. The uh, knot and the lasso is going to come right on time. This is you are falling fast. I want to be clear. You guys have reached no. You're being fair. I'm just like, oh no. Already, you've reached terminal velocity, and uh, a lasso doesn't undo that. So you do take the rope with you, and you continue. Uh, you continue falling, Bello. As you scan, uh, she disappears beneath the cliff, and several seconds later, reappears about 200 feet above. Oh, so she's still she's still in the vortex. Still she's in the still, vortex. Can okay. I can I try something? Sure. All right. So what I want to do is uh, I want to take the the riddle guy hoodie that I took from the riddle guy effigy, um, and I want to use my feet to grab the end of it, the end that goes by her waist, and use my hands to pull out to pull out the arm, the sleeves as far as it can go to try and make myself some sort of like little um, uh, parachute or floating device. And I'm, I'm going to say, um, Cordelia, when I get to the top, throw me and I'll fly on down. Yeah, okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll try that. That sounds good. So you're going to, are you already in this suit? Or, or this like, this suit? Are you already in this like get up? Um, uh, the timing's I mean, going to be really important here. If it's where it was where I last remember it, I'll have to. It is wrapped around my waist. So okay. if that if, if that stays there through all this debris, which is fair to say it's not, but I would take it off and then I would, you know, take it off and then maneuver on the way down, which I'm also assuming is not going to be super easy. No, it's not. And in fact, I'm going to have you make an uh, uh, acrobatics check for that. Ooh, that's uh, a natural twenty-five. Yeah, I assumed it wouldn't be a natural 25. The, uh, you managed to, I know, we love him. All right, you, uh, you managed to, you managed to do this. You were, you were able to grab the edges of the sleeves. You grab one sleeve by each hand, and then your feet, um, which you, although crows don't do that, you're able to grab the, uh, the edge, the back edges of it, like hands, um, which, fuck you, that's how crows in this world work. You can, uh, you grab the back edges of it, and you do create a small little parachute, uh, for yourself. As you get to the bottom, you do, it does not slow you at all, and I need you to make a constitution saving throw for me. Twelve. You're gonna take two, uh, just, like, wear and tear damage to your muscles, uh, cause this hurts like hell to do, it's like, starts burning right away. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Uh, so are we gonna? But are we gonna swing up to the top? You guys are approaching the bottom. Uh, you've got. I'm gonna count you down in real time. Five, okay. four, three, two, one. You're back at the top. Cordelia reaches out a hand 
and engages her abs as she throws stir fry as hard as she can. <laughs> She's engaging her abs for the first time in a while. That's why I oh. noted it. It's just been a little <laughs> bit. She's strong, but. You manage to throw uh, stir fry. But however, while you do, servant, who you guys have not been paying attention to, uh, jumps into the body of a near, look, this is what he's doing. He's, you're in his domain. Jumps into the body of a nearby skeleton. Um, who is going to, uh, he's going to shout at you, uh, no escape, only death! And he's going to throw his body at you. Stir fry, can you make a dexterity roll for me? 18. Servant was throwing his body at you, trying to hit your, uh, your hoodie. And with an 18, he manages to just hit you instead of the hoodie. Disgusting! I don't like this! Get off me! Get off me! Get off me! Get off me! Stir fry, this, uh, um, a human skeleton flies at you, and it's going to unhinge its jaw wider than any jaw should be able to move, and it shouts, die, die, die! And it's going to, uh, bite down hard on you for six damage. (laughs) I... I hate you so much, you nasty freak. Okay, DeBonesby, what are your ideas? Well, <laughs> I thought a lasso would be as good as any, but it appears that they've reached terminal velocity. And honestly, it's probably a good thing that your rope broke, or it could have hung off, uh, 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 hung any of them. <laughs> looking around, looking around, um... What are their names? <laughs> what, what are our friends' names? Belithion, I'm in problem-solving mode. I have no time for pleasantries. All right, what, what's around? What, what, we're, we're, we're inspecting. Sure, what sure. Are, there is a lot of dirt, a lot of dust, um, about 100 yards away from the canyon uh, in the opposite direction. There is a saguaro cactus and the road itself, which continues. Hmm. I'll just one just one hint. One of our friends' names is the world. Yes, no, I know the names of all of our friends. I know Cordelia. Hi. I know Albira. <laughs> Stir fry, of course. Oh, this nasty freaking oh, die, 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 die. And their servant, who's been a problem. And Ivan. Ivan's in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I told him to turn into a bat, but I thought yeah. he did. Ivan. Uh, so Ivan. As Ivan falls back down, uh, he's going to say, Frederick Bello, hello! (laughs) Ivan, use your vampire powers! As Ivan falls back down again, he goes, What specifically, though? Turn into a bat. Bello, allow me to explain what's going to happen. So you see, if I turn into a bat, what's going to happen is the hoodie that I am holding right now, the hoodie that is protecting me from the sun, if you're the hoodie is going to dissipate up into the sky, and so I am going to be completely exposed to the sun. I get exposed to the sun. Some people say that will cure me. If I get cured of vampirism, I'm going to burst into flames. Flames, I tell you, my boy. Flames! Sorry, I forgot. When when I when I turn into an animal, uh, you know, I, I just get to keep wearing the clothes if I want. So I've also become so accustomed to Ivan Gretzky walking around during the daytime that I forgot he did it at tremendous risk. And great disadvantage. Well, it's well, well, well. play with fire here, you know. Being a vampire is a bit of a bum deal, I've learned. I can't just turn willy-nilly into different animals. turn into one animal, the bat, and the thing about the bat, they sort of suck. We have a tremendously difficult problem to solve. Thankfully, we have all the time in the world as they are trapped in a loop that causes no pain. Alvy hears that. Alvy hears you say focus. 
And that's when it's going to click for her. All of her monk training. And she remembers that she might actually be able to do something about this if she focuses. So she is going to close her eyes and focus just on the sound of the rushing air and see if by slowing her breathing, she can um, slow the rushing of the air. Albie, you take a deep breath and you feel like you're, because you have become so accustomed to this free fall already. It's only been several minutes, but it doesn't take you long to get accustomed to this feeling of terminal velocity. You feel that you are flying upwards. In reality, what is happening is your fall has slowed. You are falling about half the speed of everyone else in the falls. Ivan Gretzky, in the middle of conversation, is going to say, I'm so bad about the fingers. Oh, fuck! And he's going to hit you hard in the back. Um, you, because you have slowed your fall, you're not going to take any damage from this. Uh, it's going to not feel great. But Ivan, Ivan takes 12 damage. Um, 12. He takes 12 oh, damage and begins spiraling as he falls, going, blah, 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 blah. Ivan! Uh, but she's got to focus, so she's... Um... So, so what's happening right now? Uh, what's where happening is, she... is everybody is falling at a certain speed, and you are going half that speed. So while it takes everybody else about 20 seconds to get all the way from the top of the falls to the bottom, it takes you an entire 40 seconds. And now, mechanically, just so you know, the result of this is going to be that if you were to hit the ground, you would take half the damage of... Uh, well, sorry, not half the damage. It's actually going to be different than that. But you are falling at half the speed. If you were to hit the ground, um, there's a lot of damage you guys are going to take if you just hit the ground right now. Um, you are going to take 20 less of that damage. Um, but I'm tipping my cap a little bit here. That's not half the damage. That's not half the damage. No. So I still don't want to hit the floor. I am, I, I gotta say, I'm using the 5e rules correctly here, which is almost that's unfair. A, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a signal, though. <laughs> well, okay. Well, well. Um, I'll be, uh, you know, moving slowly as if she's afraid to scare this thing away. She uh, slowly and purposefully turns her gaze towards Cordelia. And what does she see? Cordelia is dropping quickly past her. And as she falls into uh, <laughs> LB's gaze, uh, she's just holding her crossbow in front of her uh, as if offering an idea for somewhere that the rope could attach to. Um, um, and in this moment, realizing that she's not going to be able... You know, one of them has to pass the thing off to the other. Cordelia reaches out an arm, sort of gives it a toss. But in that moment, she's fumbling it a little bit. Uh, she doesn't really realize it. So she reaches out her hands and assumes that Albie is catching it. And Albie um, was like, oop! <laughs> like, <laughs> is, uh, is really m- misjudged the distance for a second. It slips through her fingers uh, on the handoff, but then she's able to... Um, regain her focus and on an inhale, on a deep inhale she uh, feels her fingers connect with the crossbow and she's got it. Albie, you got the crossbow. Again, like moving like she's moving through water is the feel is how it feels for her. Sure. Um, her limbs rush towards each other and she winds the rope tightly um, around the staff of the knocked arrow. And she's going to try to um, time this correctly, but she's going to try and shoot it into one of the outcroppings of the cliff where her friends are. There is a large boulder 
um, sort of sticking out, jutting out of the edge. It's probably about 40 feet, um, just sort of like to the east of Bellow and Debonesby, but it is there. She's wound one ha- one end of the rope uh, around the um, the arrow, and the other end of it, she is going to. She's she is wearing a rope belt herself. That's just part of her outfit. She's going to tie the other end of the rope around that belt. She's going to wait until she's positioned uh, slightly over it on her next fall, and uh, inhale, hold and hold her breath, and shoot into the cliff. Albie, as you take that deep breath, you become more aware of the space around you, and you become extremely aware that about 18 or 20 feet away from you, one of the skeletons has turned. Uh, This looks to be the skeleton of a two-headed elf, uh, and both of the heads turn and look at you, and with servant's echoing voice, uh, they say, All attempts are in vain! (laughs) And they are going to begin swimming towards you. Um, that's completely broken. Albie's concentration. Um, she's, I'm sure, no longer slow falling. Uh, the the feeling of supportive, cushioned air around her just completely falls away, and she's back to flailing through the sky. So you begin falling again at normal speed. Um, you pick back up. It's as if you've gone into nosedive. Um, your speed just like doubles right away and uh, you see the skeleton as you uh, look back up at it the skeleton goes limp and a skeleton down uh, a uh, a skeletonized turtle with the shell is totally fine but there's just like a little skeleton uh, turtle skeleton sticking out of the out of the shell <laughs> not how turtles work it is in Cordelia though shut the fuck up this turtle uh, uh, it's going to turn its head and look at you and say all attempts are in vain welcome to hell <laughs> Fry, what's up? So, I just want to know exactly where I am. Did I make it out of the falls and I'm falling still being bitten, or am I still in the falls? No, you did not. You did not make it. Um, you, Your uh, hoodie uh, did catch the air and it slowed you down a little bit, but Servant biting you for all that time was able to keep you from escaping the edge. Servant is now otherwise occupied, though. Okay. So um, and now, what I'm going because we are cutting back to you now, I need you to make a strength check. That's a nine. It's not going to be enough. You lose um, the hoodie. The resistance the hoodie is putting up is it just proves to be too much for you, and you've been holding on for so long. You had a really good run with that hoodie, but it just, it's too much. You cannot bear to hold on to it anymore. Your muscles are aching, and it slips out of your hands. Hey, hoodie from Railgun! Stirfry, no, not the merch! I'm trying! I'm sorry, Bellow! Stirfry is going to extend his arm. I mean, well, actually, no. He's just been, like, he's been hurt. So I think he's, like... Cover after all that pain from the hoodie, he is now like putting his arms and legs together, which is actually probably making him go a little bit faster. It is um, to soothe, to give him, to give him some rest. Um, when he reaches the top again, he is going to extend his arms out as wide as possible. He's just going to try to see if he can fly on his fucking own, and he's going to start flapping his bird arms feathered but not wings so sir fry you depending on the definition of flight you are or are not flying here you are certainly in the air you're certainly moving your arms and you're certainly not hitting the ground uh 
you know, a uh, an equivocator might say that's not true flight, but uh, here in Root Tales of Magic, we're going to call this one, you're flying, you're just uh, flying directly down. This is the kindest the this is the <laughs> kindest you've ever been to my, my character, Francis. So I wanted to thank you personally. Also, give him flying wins. down is just flying falling. down. <laughs> yeah, you're right. falling, but you know what? You tried to recontextualize it, and I'm not going to take that from you. <laughs> um, uh, stir fry goes. Uh, uh, it's working! It's working! It's actually. And so at that stir fry, Ivan is you know, he spirals. Uh, past you and he's going to uh, he's still, he's got his hoodie pulled up he can't really see anything and he's going to shut that's right Sturfra, it's a matter of perspective yes, uh, yes I can see it now, I've been able to fly the whole time, it was just I didn't allow myself to fly this is giving me confidence, this trial is changing my life so, but I gotta go I'm spirally wet, but I bye Cordelia sees uh, Sturfra's uh, resounding success uh, and she's very excited for him and, and it's like, oh yeah, he's a crow. He's kind of a crow. He's kind of a bird. And she had forgotten about that. And then she looks over and she sees a servant as a turtle and she's like, wow, that's wild. That turtle, huh? And then she's thinking about Ivan, um, talking about being a bat and she's like, bats, huh? And then she's like, animals. <laughs> she goes, Junior! <laughs> Junior is going to appear, uh, and Junior, interestingly, doesn't seem to be falling. Junior seems to be floating of Junior's own volition just next to you but at the same <laughs> speed as you, but Junior just seems in control of this. Junior Whoa. sort of reclines on a chair that isn't there and says, uh, well, how can I help? Junior, I don't know. Look, um, okay, take in the situation. <laughs> All right, I'm looking around. Oh, you're in Thursday Falls. You, you've been here, or you know uh, of it. I know of it, I, just by reputation. Do you know of a way out of it? Because we don't, and I don't want to die here. Well, I'll tell you, up and down just takes you for where you came from, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, sorry. Left and right, it'll kill you. That's right, okay. Um, so, wait, left and right will kill you? Well, if you go to the edge of the falls, you'll just <laughs> splat on the ground, right? Oh, right, I guess so, but... Uh, how do we get? We got to be able to get out. Yeah, I know. You. Good luck. I'm not a. I'm not a map. You're not. No, I'm not. I mean, that's not an arrangement. I help you out when I can. This is. You're at a pickle here. I don't know how you got in this one. Ugh. Can you? Are there? Do you have any friends that you could send here? I'm not well liked. But. <laughs> you know, you could have friends, and they. I don't know. I'm. I'm learning a lot about friendship myself. It seems like. Um, oh, that's great. What are you learning? Oh, man. <laughs> you don't have to tell me, jeez. No, I can. It's just I'm not sure I'm all the way down the... I just the, want to remind you, called me journey. here. Yeah, I know. Well, I thought you'd have some ideas. You're a smart cat. And you've got nine you... lives, so I'm sort of wondering if, like, you know... Oh, you've... I got a million lives. Whoa. I'm a familiar. I die here. I just poof right back whenever I want. Hmm. What if... Can you try and, like, push me? Um, Albie is gonna, Albie is probably coming close to Cordelia and on her way passing her, Albie's gonna say, trying is futile, just let go and see what happens. And then zoom right past her. Cordelia goes, uh, Cordelia instantly goes limp. She leans back, drops, drops her head up towards the sky 
and is laying as if she's in an inner tube and on like a pool. Um, and she continues to drop. And in many ways, you are in a pool. You're in a pool of air that's rushing past you. And although you're falling, you're also relaxing and you're swimming. You're on the world's most dangerous lazy river until suddenly spiraling from up above you, Ivan Gretzky, poof, he hits you right in the gut. You each take two damage as he spirals past you. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, uh, at that, he begins screaming, sorry, sorry, as he falls away from you. Cordelia whips her arms out um, and grabs at him and just barely catches his foot. Yeah, you get him by the ankle. Getcha. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, God. Um, oh. Albie's going to try and uh, reach her hand out to take Cordelia's hand. Great. While they're falling. Go for it. Uh, you're close enough. You can do it. Okay, so Albie just takes her hand and tries to um, just transmit calm to her friend and just that says, just let go and let's just see what happens. And she gives her hand a little squeeze. Cordelia is going to take that squeeze and she's going to Girl Scout squeeze um, Ivan's ankle or foot and sort of translate that calm onto him. I'm sorry, the scouts did not play a role in my life. What does a Girl Scout squeeze mean? Oh, it just means you get squeezed by one hand and then you pass the squeeze with the other hand. Oh, that's sweet. Like you stand in a circle and you squeeze hands. Um, all right, and then from down down below you, you hear Ivan say, uh, all right, that's the good stuff. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice calming squeeze to the ankle, oh yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Where is stir fry? I want Albie to try and um, to to try and grab his hand with the other hand. So she's I don't know why I pictured that she's got Cordelia with her right hand. Mm-hmm. I want her to try and grab stir fry with her left hand. Um, stir fry is going to uh, half fly, half swim. He's going to keep flapping his arms and start kicking his feet like he's doing a freestyle to try to get closer to Albie's hand. Stir fry. Flight is not what's happening, but you are swimming through the air. Um, You have, because look, you are a bird person. You have light bones. You have a certain maneuverability in the air that the other characters don't have right now, and that gives you certain advantages here. You're not flying, but you are uh, better at falling. Stirfry's going to guide himself as close to Albie as possible, Um, uh, 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 and he is going, and when he gets to grasping distance, he is going to jut out his arm as far as he can um, to try to grab her. With his other arm, he will stop flapping and um, and put next to his side to, cr- to try, try to create a little more um, torque mm-hmm. <laughs> to get closer. Great. And then that hand, you feel the squeeze of a skeletal hand on it as a uh, the skeleton of a... Um, Desert bear. The skeleton of a desert bear. They've got them here. They're not extinct yet. It grabs you uh, by the hand and say, We are all dead together. No past, no future, only present, only eternity. That's actually very similar to a Mothra Tau Delta um, phrase. Pretenders. And we're going to cut over now to uh, Bonesby <laughs> and Bellow, still on the ground. Bello is going to uh, get on his knees and clasp his hands together and close his eyes and 
he's going to look within himself, but also reach out through his spirit and say, Danny, Danny Timeshare, if you can hear me, this is Bello. I gotta be honest, I've been catching a lot of rays lately, but (laughs) I almost feel like I need a vacation from this vacation, you know? I almost feel like I could use some, I don't know, like a ski weekend. I wouldn't hate it if some snow started to fall. Bello, roll a d100. That's a 59. Ah, 59's not going to do it. So you kneel down like uh, Calvin on the back of a truck and you pray to uh, you pray to Danny Timeshare. And unfortunately, Danny Timeshare, like Calvin on the back of different trucks, he's just sort of like elsewhere taking a leak and he uh, he looks over his shoulder like, ain't I a stinker? He doesn't hear your call. The phone in his realm is ringing and he does not answer. Uh, that's what happens when you call the vacation god. You often get voicemail. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't keep a lot of office hours. I get it. Belethion. What? That was a good instinct. To call yes, I've had several good ideas. What have you done? To call upon a higher power. To finish my sentence, you rude lad. I see the good ideas of our friends whizzing past us as well. And one force continues to obstruct them. A greater power that I think we must try to commune with. Servant! Servant, what do you want right now? So something fucking badass that I was waiting to happen happens here. DeBonesby, as you do this, there is a constant stream of skeletons falling down uh, in front of you, and each of them, as they fall, it is almost as if one single skeleton is uh, turning and talking to you, because as the skeletons fall, for a moment in space, they will turn and speak to you, and then they will fall away, and the next one will take its place. And enough of this, the, the culmination of all of these skeletons in a row doing this create the illusion that there is one ever-shifting skeleton of different species and different races uh, who is turning and talking to you and saying, Who speaks to Servant? Hello, Servant. I am Frederick de Bernsbeer. What is your request? Ah. I wasn't ready to get to requests. I was hoping Ready to yourself! One... The time is now! There is no time for preparation! Every... Everyone needs to learn some friggin' manners out in the desert. I was hoping to know... I owe you nothing! Okay. You do oh, not outrank me! You are as an ant to me! But you're a servant. Yes, I serve only myself! Of course. Well, that's no servant at all. No! Ha <laughs> <laughs> I need was a master. Ho- I was hoping to know, servant, what it is that maybe you wanted from us. I have no wants, no needs, no desires. Uh, I live in the present moment. But do you not act on certain desires to keep these people trapped in this loop of up and down? You cannot comprehend me. I am a creature of the present. Does it upset you that I indeed do comprehend you? No. Well then, in that case, if you have no wants, if you do not mind my feelings about you, why not release the living beings from this 
torrential downpour of skeleton bones. You have tried to reason as you would reason with lightning to no avail. Uh, to Bonesby. But the to lightning Bonesby, really does sound... bellow the... What? What is it? I'm trying to, I'm talking to a demon. Yeah, you're. but you're also talking to a servant, and it sounds like the servant isn't good at listening to a master. Uh, I'm trying to serve this. Oh, hmm, interesting. Okay, okay. You try. You do. You try. You you have all the experience talking down to servants. I think this is like your moment. <laughs> well, I was trying to. I was trying to get there. <laughs> you were. Where was your? Yeah, I wasn't feeling the authority. I see. I see. Oh, okay. I'm your used- friend. Speaks true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Belovion. Oh, I love it. Ah, I love what you've done here. Very well. Is this demon just a sub? <laughs> the demon. Craves to be subbed. I am not just a sub. There is Shut a world up, of experiences servant. within the experience of being a sub. Servant, no one asked you to talk. That's true, but I spoke. And Explain yet you continue it. to... You are forbidden from speaking. You are not... By who? Boy. On whom's authority? On Belotheon's. Of what line? Bello, what's your line? Uh, uh, what? Uh, Release your think? surname! Oh, uh, uh Gremiel? Gremiel! 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 Mm, not bad! So, great, cool. Gremiel! Do you command it? Yeah, I command it. I deny the command! <laughs> Oh no! You know, I really thought it'd be a combination of of, of you know my you know uh, typical dealing with servants and your like actual demon heritage would have done something. As you say this, the cave bear skeleton is going to move forward out of the uh, the bone fall of skeletons. It is going to propel itself forward at you, DeBonesby, attacking you, and it is going to explode upon impact. It's going to hit the ground, exploding into uh, bone dust. But one of the um, the bears, uh, some of this, the the bones of the bear skeleton fly up at you, including um, it's a lot of its spinal cord flies up at you. This is all told going to do four damage to you, uh, and bits of its skull fly at you. Oh. No, thank you. A hollowed out dire tarantula exoskeleton. It is just the exoskeleton, none of the inner stuff. Just the outside <laughs> of a dire tarantula crawls up from the edge of the of uh, of the thirsty falls, and it is going to scurry towards you. Oh, oh no! We are all prisoners in the present, in prison time, in time thought, in thought freedom. Bello, this dire tarantula is going to lunge forward and bite you on the back of your calf right where I have a spider bite, and I know from experience it hurts like hell. Oh, no! And Bello's going to turn around, whip around, and face that dire tarantula skeleton and call forth the searing energy of a powerful sunburn and shoot it out from his hands. Uh, the light fills the the tarantula's exoskeleton. It is full of light, and the light takes on a brownish hue as it shines out in all directions uh, nearby as it passes through the tarantula's exoskeleton. This is like a, a, a huge lamp you might see in a pervert's home, and it explodes. <laughs> Bad servant.
just me, Stiff, right? Juggling alone. <laughs> and it's me, Albie, your friend <laughs> with a question. Albie, what's your question? Um, this is a little embarrassing, but I was wondering, just because, you know, you've seemed to have had a lot of success lately, romantically speaking. Um, if you could help me talk to crushes. Well, well, well. Albiradon, you want to know how to get a crush's attention? Well, I have the perfect answer. Oh, good. Join the, join the Rude Tales of Magic Patreon. That way, you'll get exclusive audio content like a secret show that happens every other week, or cool illustrations, or access to the very active Discord. Wow, um... What if, like, I wanted to treat my crush to, like, a live event? Well, you would have first dibs and first knowledge with access to the Rooters of Magic Patreon. And your crush, so impressed by your secret access, will give you the time of day. Wow, that's really cool. So, like, if they had merch, could I, would I find out about that sooner? This is a leading question. I'm looking at the Patreon right now. It seems like you know the answer to the question. The the answer is yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, wow. Um, This is kind of amazing. Is this what you uh, showed Natalie armpits before you guys stunk up that tent? No. I just gave her a bit of dose of my personality. And by by that, I mean, I sang her song. Oh, Natalie. What's your name? It's Natalie. Oh, I gotta go. Wow. This is great. Thanks, Turfry. Bye. I'm the most beloved character in the world. Okay. Um, You're the most what? I said I'm the most beloved character in the world. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Uh, hey, servant. Servant, a um, uh, the skeleton of a rabbit is going to uh, look up from nearby and look at you and say, Who speaks to servant? Belotheon. Gramiel. Yeah, that's me. What? Uh, were, were you at Riddle Guy this weekend? I was nowhere. I am here. Aw, oh, man, you should have been there. It was so fun. Thunderlingus performed. Thunderlingus rule! Thunderlingus rules present tense. The future is a rumor. The past is a lie. The present is the truth. Um, so here's my attempt. I want to try to mimic something that happened in the past to make him, that gets him excited. Mm -hmm. Um, and so my first thought was music. Um, 
But I'm trying to think of a... Uh, what about strayed plants? That's a great idea. Um, Stir Fry is going to open his mouth and then mimic strayed plantis from oh so many episodes ago go i am strayed plantis tell him to leave this place leave this place at that um the rabbit skeleton is going to fall dead and a skeleton right next to you uh stir fry is going to turn its head is going to swivel um on its spine and is going to turn to you and say strayed what do you do inside the bird leave this place where where to Leave this place! Give me a direction! Hell! To hell I go! And he, the, skele- the skeleton falls limp. Cool! Starfire, you did it! Wow! Oh my gosh, he was giving me such a headache. Ugh. Or that might be the rocks I crashed into. <laughs> it can be the. Let's get out of here! And at um, that, another skeleton near you, Stir Fry, is going to animate and say, And from hell I return! Ugh! Liar! Straight burns his victims from the inside out! Stir Fry's going to open his mouth and then mimic the, ki- the cooing of Kevin. He is going to look at you there and he is going to say, I know you to be dishonest! And then he's going to jump around and he is going to start... Um, uh, Servant is going to just start jumping and pinballing around into different dead bodies. Any dead body is mine. What is discarded becomes servants. Cordelia's going to hold up a hand and she sort of pulls from within her spells a minor illusion of a an old-timey clock and the arms are just spinning uh, forward in time. Servant. Servant is my name. What's your game? I have no game. Oh, <laughs> self-owned. <laughs> Perhaps. This is, have you ever seen one of these? Liars. Why would you think, it, sorry, the clock's a liar? All clocks are liars. Uh. <laughs> Did you say any dead body is yours? Any dead body is mine, every single one. Not this one. And I, and I do a, a, a little, I raise my dainty bony wrist in the air and, and do a, a saucy little taunty dance. Any dead body is mine. And he's going to, um, the husk of the, the burnt up skeleton of the uh, exoskeleton of the tarantula. It is going to stand up on, uh, on four of its legs and it is going to, uh, it's going to sway in the breeze and say, every dead body I possess, what is discarded becomes my own. Any dead body, you say? Any and all. <laughs> Oh, I've got one you can't have. And Where? I throw up my dainty little skeleton wrists and lift my bony knees to do a, a taunting little dance. And I say, right here, you can't have it. Uh, De Bonesby, you're going to feel a chill and a rattling in all of your bones. And inside oh, no. of your head, you're going to hear, no, no, no. And the uh, uh, the same the falling uh, single skeleton from before reappears as the bodies fall through it, and says, "You are not dead." Oh no! How do you explain this? And I pull back uh, the top and the bottom of uh, some of my my pink mummy wraps to reveal my ribcage and spinal cord underneath. Looks pretty dead to me. 
You are not dead. The current of life flows through you freely. You are merely injured. Oh, I think I am, and I think that you're not a strong enough demon to take it over. If you are alive, I am not strong enough to take them. Jesus Christ. He's going to jump back around to the rest of the group. I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't want what you're selling. He, he would, uh, I cannot appeal to... Uh, the first demon I've ever met that you can't appeal to his ego. I'll tell you what. He jumps around to the rest of the group. I am nothing. I have no ego. I am simply what becomes of the dead. Any dead body is mine. And he jumps around from body to body. Different skeletons turn and say this to you. Um, Albie looks up at Ivan sort of desperately and pleadingly, and she says, Ivan! Ivan, uh, his hood, I mean, it's closed, but his hood sort of turns to you. Albie, what's up? Ivan, I don't know what else to do. Do you think that you could open your body to servant? I mean, he takes dead bodies, right? Yeah. Ivan's, uh, it's just the hood doing this, but he sort of, like, cracks his neck. All right, let's try. Good luck. Um, he's going to turn to stir-fry, or where he thinks stir-fry is, which is where Cordelia is. He's going to say, stir-fry, you have to go for it 100%. Half measures avail us nothing. And he is going to kick off of, um... Uh, where he thinks Albie is, which is where Stir Fry is, and he's gonna kick Stir Fry in the chest and sort of move over towards um, where Servant. You Servant is nearby in a skeleton, saying, "I am nothing. Nothing is me." And at that, Ivan is going to grab that skeleton by the. Uh, he's just gonna be grabbing. He's just sort of like flailing his arms around, and he connects with the skeleton, and the skeleton goes limp, and Ivan's uh, like a surge of energy moves through Ivan's body. Ivan. Um, the hood turns back towards you. No Ivan here! Okay, so it worked! Cordelia's now going to, um, turn towards Ivan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess she can't catch his eye because he's in a hood, right? Yeah, you can't see anything. Okay, but she's gonna sort of direct her voice directly at, um, Ivan's body. Mm-hmm. And say, Cheddar! Nothing happens. Time keeps moving, your body keeps falling. It's the feeling of pedaling a bicycle in the wrong gear or anticipating a stair that isn't there. Your body braces for a time freeze that never comes, and it's jolted back into reality like when you're dozing off and start to dream you're falling. Only this time you actually are falling. You get an eerie sensation you can't quite put your finger on. It's not so much that somebody's walking across your grave as it is that nobody's visiting it. And this all happens in an instant. But even though Cheddar doesn't appear, something else does happen. As soon as Ivan hears Cordelia's voice, there's a shift. His energy shifts back into Ivan Classic, and his familiar weaselly body language returns. His head turns back around to you. The hood's still up, but he's following your voice. Holy shit, that feels bad. Oh, is he still in there? (laughs) Yeah, he's in here. Oh, um, shit. I think I know what needs to happen. Ivan, I think you need to take off your hood. I'll be if I take off... (gasps) Oh... I'm sorry. I don't know what else to... I don't know what... I don't know what else to do. I don't know. Can we hear them? Um, you can just hear snippets of this conversation. Well, Belotheon, it sounds like they've got a solution that they're working on that's doing a little bit of something, but what else do we have going on here? What else can we do? Can we get a big stick? 
At this, uh, we're going to cut back up to the the rest of the group, and Ivan, uh, he sort of, like, shudders, and his voice changes again. An empty vessel occupied! Stirfry is going to put his body as straight as possible and point his beak towards Ivan's head to try to go for him. He is going to extend his hand towards his hood. Um, I'm going to try to grab his hood and pull it off to expose him to the sun mm-hmm. and to destroy the body that is containing Siren. Um, Stirfry is going to whisper himself, No half measures. Ivan's body's arm uh, grabs you by the arm before you can do that, and you hear her servant's voice uh, say, A noble attempt in vain! And at that, um, his body is going to stiffen up and go completely stiff, and a voice you haven't heard in some time is going to say, Stirfry, is that you? Blaine! Long lost Blaine. It's a little crowded in here. Immediately starts, like, swimming as hard as she can towards Ivan's body slash Blaine. You make it. <laughs> so she gets to him and she's like, hey. Cordelia, I remember you. You're a Sasquatch. Hi, Blaine. You're, um, two to three men in one. There are three things inside of me right now. One of them is me. And, and then one of them is a demon named Servant. Yes. Do you know, can you destroy him in there? In there? Yeah. Ivan's trying to do that right now. Do you have any idea if he's successful? Let me check. And as he does that, um, Ivan's, uh, sort of Ivan's energy is going to sort of take over the body and say, blah, blah, what's happening? What the, what the? Oh, sorry. I just, uh, I just wanted to, I'm worried about you guys in there fighting. Oh God, no, let Blade keep, let Blade keep hands on the wheel. And it's, uh, Servant is going to then take back over the body and say, um, a little cramped. Bello hears this and, and grabs the, um, Bello hears this and grabs the skeleton of the rabbit that was talking to, that Servant was talking to Bello and DeBonesby through and says, there's more room over here and I have something you're going to want to hear. Ivan's body is going to uh, sort of push off of Cordelia and uh, throw itself over towards the edge. Uh, And it just, it begins, you know, it falls uh, and it does that. What? Do you want? I have one more question for you. Ask and I will answer to the best of my knowledge. Great, but get at it, get at it. Come over here and talk to me like you did before. I will talk to you how I see fit. This is... This is what I was afraid of. Albie is... I'm so sorry. Albie is going to um, try to do what Stir Fry did, and she's going to try to speed up her fall to land... On Ivan's back. Great, go for it. Can you make a um, uh, dex, I guess? Yeah. Uh, that's a 22. Okay, you're going to make it over there. Okay. Albie is on... Uh, is She's got her arms around um, Ivan's shoulders. So as you do that, you're going to catch Servant by surprise, um, and Blaine is pushed back up to the forefront. Okay. And uh, you, Blaine says, either Albie or Stirfry are on top of me. They're the lightest. <laughs> it's me, Blaine. Ah, um, Albie, I know your voice. Hi, I know yours. 
You've been a really good friend to us, and I don't know what to do. No, I haven't. Okay, well, Ivan has. <laughs> sure. I I know that we have to destroy the vessel that contains Servant, otherwise we're just going to be caught in this loop forever, and... I don't know what to do. I don't want to do it without Ivan's consent, but I think... I think I know what has to happen, and I think we need to take this hood off. I can get Ivan for you. And he goes back, and the energy just sort of... It's just like a limp body for a second. And Ivan... uh, Ivan reappears. You can just tell from the energy and, like, the body posture of these things. Like, Ivan has a certain posture. Blaine has a very stiff posture. And Servant has a very specific uh, sort of infernal posture. And it's clearly Ivan at this moment. Ivan... Albie, a, a little busy I'm right s- now. What's up? I know. I, I, I fucked up real bad, Ivan. I, I think, I think the only way to get servant out of this uh, is to destroy you both. I don't know. I don't know. Ivan's gonna grab your head and sort of put his forehead to your forehead. I fuck up too. Everyone fucks up. It's okay. And then he's going to, uh, he's going to look out somewhere. He doesn't know, quite know where he's looking. And he's going to say, self-esteem comes from esteemable acts. And he rips the hoodie off, surrendering himself to the sun. And so I'll tell you, vampirism is not a well-studied or understood condition in Cordelia. People's interest in them doesn't uh, tend to extend much further than how to kill them. Uh, If you're looking for vampire spray, that's one thing. But if you're looking to understand what it is that actually animates them, that's an entirely different thing. But don't worry. I'm your friend. I'll let you in on some of the mystery. Vampirism is a disease. It's a contagious one. It's spread through saliva. It infects the blood. And for most, it's fatal. You get bit and you die and it's like 20 seconds of pain and then you're out. But for a very small number of people, it simply awakens something that was already there. It's why many vampires feel that they were always vampires even before turning. It's because they were, just latent. So vampirism kills the host, but it holds on to the body for its own uses. And while doing this, it has access to the memories and feelings and even the opinions of the host that the host had in life. This is why the, the question of a soul is so loaded in vampires. What exactly is a soul, medically speaking? Nobody in Cordelia knows. I don't even know. I'm the DM. I don't know. Curing vampirism effectively uh, it leaves you with a dead body no longer in use. The effects of time finally able to step forward and exact their price, usually turn the body to ash in a matter of moments. The cures for vampirism are numerous, many of them even famous. Garlic, wooden steak, entering a place they weren't invited. But none of them are more efficient than the sun. When a vampire truly chooses to face the sun and expose all of themselves, they expose themselves to the giver of all life, and their bluff is effectively called. It's usually instant, but sometimes, occasionally, if a vampire has managed to carve out some sort of life for itself, the sun will have an instant where it's a little bit confused. Just one little moment. Uh, And Ivan gets his. His face uh, sort of uh, looks out at you, and it's uh, you see his garish, sickly features. And uh, as the sun cures him of his vampirism, he takes a deep breath into burning lungs and feels it for the first time in the century. Ivan, thank you. 
Yeah, it's no thing. And he bursts into flames. Uh, Cordelia is going to grab a handful of coins and just throw them at him. They are going to... They're going to intermingle with the hundreds of 30-day coins that just sort of explode out from Ivan. There's dozens and dozens, probably hundreds of uh, three-day coins, 24-hour coins, uh, one-week coins. None of them go any higher than 30 days, though. This is the longest he'd ever made it. Um, Albie, uh, Albie is just clutching his empty hoodie to her chest and sobbing. I'll tell you this. He dragged Servant to hell with him. The ambient, almost static energy of the space, the the sense of dread that had been infecting all of the skeletons, all of them at at every point seemed almost 1% Servant. And it's as if somebody... uh, it's like a, when an appliance turns off and you hear for the first time the absence of the appliance. It's that feeling in the space as uh, it sets back to neutral. You can he- tell just from the... Uh, the it was almost like the, uh, the ambient sound in the area was in a minor key and it just resets itself right back to neutral. Servant is gone. Um... So Cordelia is going to reach out and grab, try and grab the back of Albie's um, tunic. Yeah. So yeah, she reaches out for her tunic and um, sort of is able to grab a bit of that fabric and just like pull her over and into a hug. And Albie, um, Albie takes Cordelia's arms and, like, sort of brings Ivan's hoodie into both their hands. And Cordelia sort of, like, wraps her legs up, so she's sort of surrounding Albie in in uh, a lot of directions as they continue to fall. And Albie just says, I'm sorry. Stirfry remains straight. At this point, he's gotten a feel for the wind, and he starts rolling in a circle like a cigar being rolled to try to just slowly move himself, inch himself closer and closer and closer to the ledge and aim himself for Bellow's strong arms. (laughs) Cool. Should I roll for something? Yeah, make a roll for that. Make a dex roll. Fuck. Um... Nine. Nine? You're not going to be able to get very far. You just sort of, like, uh, rotate in the air. Okay. Um, I'll tell you, though, as you're spinning, you do notice, um, you look up and you see a vulture flying in the air, and you see it pass through uh, across the gulch unharmed. So, um, what Stirfry's trying to do is he's tra- he tried to create a bunch of movement uh, into the direction of the the cliff by rolling and rolling and rolling and rolling and when he feel like it hasn't worked enough he is gonna get out of that spinning move and extend his arms open to try to catch whatever wind he has created or can catch 
Great, you do catch a little bit of the wind, and as you catch it, it sort of turns you, um, and it gives you, uh, you sort of look up directly, and you see that vulture from before that you saw, and you see as, um, like a fucking bullet, like a train hitting that vulture in the sky, you see a familiar silhouette just like fucking picking it out of the sky. so you can beat me up or something. All you hear, stir fry when you do that is like, ah! but Cordelia, as you fall through and you pass over to the top, you hear, what the fuck did you say to me, motherfucker? <laughs> what do you want? You're here to save us. You're, an, you're our angel. You're not the devil of the desert. You're the angel of the desert. Okay, so as you pass by the top again, uh, Flip Cup, is uh, he's gonna shout at you? Don't feed me your bullshit religion stuff. Fine. I went through puberty. I don't gotta go to church. You don't have to go to church. Just help us. Help you what? Pull us over to where Bella and Dubonsby are. Cause you need me. I'm sorry. Are they are they all squawking like birds now? I'm not sure. Is that the, the new yeah, strategy? Yeah, yeah. Cordelia, Cordelia can talk to. Talk to Flip Cup. It's she has for a long time. Flip Cup's here. Look up. Uh. Yeah, Flip Cup. We need you. Yeah, that's right. You need me. Don't you forget it. Not the other <laughs> way around. And at that, he's gonna swoop by and he's gonna scoop uh, Stir Fry up effortlessly. Stir Fry's just gonna hug whatever body part is nearest to him. Um, this is a very emotional hug. It's very honest. Stirfry said, and he's happy to see his little boy. Great. You're gonna, um, in doing that, you're gonna sort of knock his flight a little off. He's gonna shout, fuck, fuck, stop, stop! I love you too. Um, he's gonna, he's like really struggling and he's gonna sort of, uh, fly over to the edge. He's gonna drop you right on, uh, Bello. Bello holds out his arms and Stirfry just lands in him, it lands in them cradled. Securely. Cool. Yeah, it's like the Princess Bride. It's just like, oh, they really dropped him from like yeah. a foot. Like it's like yeah. it's a very gentle. Uh, great, you get him. Flip Cup's gonna turn back around. What? There's more of us. Come on. <laughs> all right, I'm not made of time. Okay, all right, let's go. Oh, he's gonna made of time. I'm gonna fly. I don't know the phrase. You understand <laughs> time better than the last guy we met. I'm gonna tell you all about him, but let's go. Oh, don't! And he's gonna fly <laughs> over. Uh, and he's. Uh, you're big. This is going to be a challenge for him. I'm also holding Albie. Yeah, so it's going to be even more of a challenge. He's going to sort of grab you by the shoulders, and Flip Cup is going to need to make uh, his first strength saving throw of the game. Hey. Aww, little boy. Little boy. Little grown up. What? What did you get? Nat 20. Oh, That's cool. That's special. He, he loves us. That's cool. He's gone from stir fry's pocket to lifting Albie and Cordelia in one go. He ate a lot of, not one go, he ate a lot of people. <laughs> I'll actually say, we should even keep this in the show if there's time. He ate a lot of human beings, and because of that, he is the biggest bear owl that is ever in, like, the medical history of Cordelia. He is, like, an anomaly. And it's because he he's ate like a people. dire bear owl. He is, yeah, he's become a dire bear owl. And I think the message I want listeners to take from that is if you eat people, you'll become stronger. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Put my name on Thank it. You. All right. He uh, he grabs Cordelia by the shoulders and Ouch. it hurts. Yeah, ow. 
Fuck, Jesus Christ! Oh, fuck, damn! Fuck, yeah, ouch, fuck. Agreed. Yeah, well, we agree. This is hard for me. Wow. Well, you're doing really well, and so I'm really proud of you. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for thanking me. Look at you with your manners. No, no, fuck you, actually. <laughs> you already said it, so I no, already I take accepted it, it. You can't. I'm I take already it back. happy. You Don't tell anyone me. I said this. Um, Albie's immediately right here. I can't. What is happening? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but she speaks mammal. It's not the same. I know, I know. Do you have anything to say to her? Oh, God, now's my chance. <laughs> I, okay, so Albie, what I've always wanted to say to you. And he's going to, you're just sort of just like hit the edge as he like drags you over. <laughs> And you take two more damage. And he sort of just like drags you over the edge. God, how? And then Flip Top <laughs> is going to lay on his back and put a wing on his chest and go. <gasps> um, Cordelia is going to tackle him. God, you're going to fucking kill me. No, I'm not. I'm hugging you. It's love. Thank oh, you. A loving tackle? Yeah. Flip Cup, you saved us. Well, I've, I. Yeah, well, fuck off! Bello, tell him he did good. Bello casts Speak with Animals. Yeah. Bello! Hey, um, Flip Cup, dude, you're like so strong, man. What the? Have you been able to hear me the whole time? No, only when I cast the spell. Oh, so you just haven't been talking to me? Well, usually Cordelia <laughs> takes the lead because she can hear you all the time. Uh-huh, okay! We've talked on like one or two occasions. Yeah! Okay, everybody, I'm going to teach you how to say good job in, um... Flip cup. Flip cup. <laughs> so this is how you say it, okay? Everybody, it's good job. Actually, Allie, I think this could be cool. Could you get, uh, could you give me, like, an approximation of what that would sound like to their ears? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you get what I'm yeah. asking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, everybody, so here's how you say good job. Um, in Flip Cup, you say, Good job! (laughs) (laughs) Got him. We we got him. (laughs) Good job! Good job! Bello Bello is still using Speak With Animals, so he just says, Good job, dude. And, and... See, everybody thinks he did a really good job. Flip Cup is touched by this and is going to address the group and try to speak to them in common. (laughs) So he's going to give his best guess at common and shout, What's up? And fly away. (laughs) Bye. What's up? Not much. Um, Albie tearfully waves, tearfully waves goodbye. He actually flies, uh, flies up into the sky. And then if you just keep your eye on him, he lands right back down on the ground and starts eating at that vulture that he, like, <laughs> he killed. So he's actually just about, like, 100 yards from you guys. And you hear, uh, Cordelia, you hear him shout, don't look! I'm so proud of that kid. Bello puts a hand on Cordelia's shoulder. And still speaking flip cup, he says, Cordelia, I'm, I'm so sorry. For which part? For Ivan. Yeah. For Blaine. Yeah. Yeah, that's... That sucks. Cordelia, I didn't know... I didn't know what else to do. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. 
I don't think any of us knew what to do. I don't know how to say it's okay. It doesn't feel like it is, but I, I know that you did what you had to do. Someday, when I return to the Bensby Estate, I shall go to the ledger of Bannerman and mark his duty fulfilled. Well, Jibonsby, I I don't know if that's nice or not, but it seems nice. What well, one must keep tidy books, Albira. Uh, Stir Fry um, walks next to Cordelia and just quietly puts his hand into her hand in the way that uh, Ivan was holding her hand at Riddle Guy. She Girl Scout squeezes it. Albie grabs the other hand. She Girl Scout squeezes it. Albie uh, looks up at Cordelia and uh, wipes away some tears and asks, Should we bury his hoodie? No, I want it. Well, I thought it kind of ripped. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, I feel like Bello had to give up his hoodie. Maybe Bello should have the hoodie. He was the one who what? lost the hoodie. I got a new one. Bello I replaced it. Ivan's hoodie? Because well, he's the one who should... lost the hoodie. Actually, I, I lost I the hoodie, too. Yeah, but he was kind Could, of my love interest. Stir fry. Stir fry. Canonically, I replaced the hoodie. Oh, you did? Before just, we left. I yeah. did not pay attention. I just, yeah. I'm sorry. I just, th- I just think we should do something to commemorate Ivan. Yeah. Um, we, we could um, find I, an animal on. and drink its blood, even though it's not as good as human blood. Me. That's a good thought. That, what he good, that feels that's, more like that's a what he spent a lot a of time doing. Thank you. Albie reaches into her tunic and pulls out the 30-day token that Ivan gave her. And she walks over to the edge of the cliff and extends her arm and lets it free fall it joins the other 30 day coins they form a uh, a collection almost like a school of fish just of coins and they catch the sun and they glimmer perfectly Cordelia's gonna put on the very very ripped hoodie if Albie will relinquish it absolutely and then she sort of like reshuffles things a little bit and um, makes it so that the jean vest is on the outside of the ripped hoodie. Oh yeah, you gotta do that. It takes a minute, but it's worth it, so we all wait. (laughs) Albie starts heading over to her scorpion um, and then she turns back to Cordelia and asks, do you want to ride together? Yeah, of course. And she hops up uh, Bello gets on uh, Fanta. Stirfry hops on Mr. Snoozy with one leg lost in the falls. What's this one's name? <laughs> it doesn't have a name. Yeah, Mr. DeBonesby. You have to name it. Oh, but it's not mine. It's Cordelia's. I didn't name it. You can go ahead. All right. I'll name it Blaine. Oh, God, Mr. DeBonesby. Jesus Christ. Mr. DeBonesby. Surprisingly. A little soon. Painful. All right. What? Ah, yes. Quite the rude tale, indeed. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monardo as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick DeBonesby, Tim Platt as Stir Fry. 
Joe Lepore as Bello, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Taylor Moore at Fortunate Horse. He sounds nice. With additional sound design by Michael Gelfi, and with the infinite dark beneficence of Sidney and Benjamin Paul. See you next time, weary traveler, when you most desire even more rude tales of magic. That was a HeadGum Podcast.